Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Okay, today um, we're reading from Titus 3. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day, for this time. I ask you, Father God, that you will just bless this time together. Father, bless those who are listening and watching. Father, let it be you and not us. Father God, I thank you in advance what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You got it, Jay. All right, this morning we're in Titus 3. And I am reading from the New King James Version. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the faithful saying of these things. I want you to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. When I send Artemis to you, or Tychus, be diligent to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Send Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey with haste, that they may lack nothing. And let our people also learn to maintain good works to meet urgent needs that they may not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who with love. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to this morning. You know, the word of the Lord right here, and you know, Titus, you know, he was a Paul wrote to him. And um, he talks a lot about good works. He talks about what are we doing? And he starts off uh, verse one. He says, I remind them, you know, that, that, that we are under authority. Remind them to obey and be ready, you know. And in, also in Romans 13, one, he, he talks about every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Paul was reminding them to respect the authority, to be ready for every good work. You know, what are we going to be doing? you know, respect the authority, you know, but look at, at it through the scriptures, you know, when we look at authority and, we'll, and what does the word of God say to do that is right. So to respect this authority and uh, after rulers, and he says there in verse two, it goes right into speak, no evil, be peaceful, gentle, showing all humility to all. In other words, he was telling us 
Don't gossip. You know, speak no evil. Gossip is the worst thing that we can do. You know, God, you know, when we do this, you know, to talking about one another, and that says, don't speak no evil, but be gentle. That's it. Be uh, humble. And it goes right into Ephesians 4. Uh, 31 and 32, uh, and this, and this is a, a main point right here, because it says here in 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from, from you with all malice. In 32, it says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So he's talking about, you know, for us to be gentle and speak no gossip. I always say, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we need to be careful. What are we confessing? We need to be careful. What are we saying? If we don't have anything good to say, we best say nothing. <laughs> we best say nothing. That way we, we stay out of trouble. And it goes right into verse three. It says, for we ourselves were also once foolish. In other words, we were there one time. You remember those days when you were back in the world? You did whatever you wanted to do, how you want to do it. You said whatever you want to say. You couldn't care how it came out. You know, you didn't worry about you were going to offend anybody. But now that we are believers in Christ Jesus, we cannot be that way no more. So Paul was reminding Titus to remind the people, can't live the old way. You have to change. It says, it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 11, it says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, that you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit. In other words, you are no longer that person. You've been cleansed from all that. So again, reminding them, you know, what they went through when we received the Lord Jesus Christ, that he washed us from all sin. It goes into verse 4, it says, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards us appear, when that kindness of love, when Jesus came into the scene, he made a way for us. He made a way for us through Calvary. He made a way for us through the salvation that came. You know, and, it go, and in Titus 2.11, it says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So this salvation, so he's reminding them reminding them of who they are, reminding us of who we are in him, you know, and it goes into verse five, and it says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to the mercy he saved us through the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, you know, so, and I'm going back into Ephesians 2, 2, 9, it says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So you cannot buy yourself into heaven. You cannot, you cannot buy yourself into heaven by doing good works. You know, we all want to do good things, but they don't, they don't mean anything if you don't live right before God. All that good work doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't get you to heaven. It is something good to do, but you cannot place your salvation on good works. Salvation only comes through Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. It says uh, in John 3, 3 and 5, Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And in verse 5 of John 3, it says, Jesus answered, Most surely I say to you, 
unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So he's talking about a spiritual washing here. It was a spiritual washing. The blood of Christ washed us from all iniquities and all sin. And it's only through that sacrifice that we can enter in. And it goes into six and seven. It says, whom he poured out on us abundantly. He poured that upon us abundantly, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We can, we've been justified by the grace of God. And for that, you know, we become heirs. We become heirs along with Jesus Christ. That is the payment that was paid for us. It is by grace, by his grace that we can enter in. Acts 2.33 says, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, Jesus, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. He poured out this which we have today, the Holy Spirit that dwells in us and around us, the Holy Spirit that empowers us to do great things for the kingdom of God. That was done for you and I in Romans 5, 5 and says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So his love has been poured upon us. What are we doing with his love? What are we doing with his love? We're supposed to be sharing his love. We're supposed to be moving forward in his love. In Romans 3.24, it says, being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ made a way, not the works. Jesus Christ made a way. He paid the price for you and I, and not of good works. In verse eight, it says, this is a faithful saying, and these things I want to affirm constantly, that those also who believe in God should be careful to maintain good works. Good works. He keeps going back and forth to good works, and, that, and that's why the, Paul was telling Titus, you know, you know, and it says in Titus 2.15, speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. So we're supposed to be doing good work. We're supposed to be speaking truth to one another. Speaking truth to one another. Colossians 1.10, it says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, truly pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing acknowledge of God. We need to know the God that we serve. We need to know the Lord that we serve. And we know him by the word as we read and study the word of God. You know, we need to know that we have authority because Jesus himself says, I give you all authority. All authority has been given to me. I give it to you. That's what Jesus said in his word. So we have authority, but we need to be increasing in this knowledge. That means that we need to continue to grow in the Lord. We need to continue to move forward in the Lord. And he will help us. Now he goes into deeper situation. Now he goes into verse 9. He says, but avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and stirring about the law. For they are unprofitable and useless. In other words, don't argue. Stop fighting amongst yourselves, you know, when who's right and who's wrong. We lose a lot of time and energy when we are 
uh, and doing foolish talk, when we are just disputing of, well, I do it this way and you do it that way, or we should do it this way. When we are arguing, we are losing. You know, we need to come together, you know, and in the love of God, in the mercy of God, in the compassion of God. So stop the foolish talk he's telling us. Again, gossip gets in the way. Gossip, you know, when we want to talk about somebody or say something negative about someone, that's all gossip. And the word is telling us to stop it. Cut it out. First Timothy 1.4, it says, No give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause dispute rather than godly edification. We need to be uplifting one another. If I don't have anything good to say to Doug, I ain't going to say anything. But what I have to say about Doug, that he is my brother, and I, I am encouraged by him, and I want him to be encouraged by me. And we lift up one another, and we support one another. And if we have anything to say to each other, we just say it, you know, and don't hold back, you know, because the truth shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. And I prefer somebody like Doug to come to me and say, brother, you're doing wrong over here. Or you did this the wrong way. And I will receive that because I know it's coming in love. But not to sit there and be arguing about, you know, blame and pointing fingers, but to receive that correction. And I'm, I'm going to be 64 years old, you know. And, and, I'm, and I'm still a babe in Christ. I'm still a baby. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm not there yet. So when I make a mistake, come and point it out to me. Help me in my walk. You know, help me in my walk. If Miss June comes up to me and says, Papa Hernandez, you know, I saw this. You got to fix this. I'm going to receive that. Why? Because I know that they're going to do it in love. You know, and that's the way we're supposed to receive it. Do everything in love. Receive everyone in love, you know? It says in verse 10, it says, it says, reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is work and is sinning. In other words, when someone, you know, it comes totally against the scripture, that comes totally against the word of God. Someone that's bringing division, you know, and is, and is causing a lot of friction, you know, you need to approach that person. You need to talk to that person and you need to do what Matthews 18, 15 to 17 talks about to go into that person in brotherly love, a sisterly love, you know, and, and, and sharing with them and trying to bring correction, you know, and then if that person doesn't want to listen, then you take another brother or sister with you and you approach it, but you do everything in love. And if we're doing everything in love, God will work it out for us, you know, but again, going back to before, he says, don't gossip. Don't talk about each other. He said that our job is supposed to be is, is to pray, forgive, let go, and allow God to do his work. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Pray, forgive, and let go, and allow God to do the work. God will bring the correction. God will open up the eyes. And if it's my eyes that need to be opened, guess what? He will open up my eyes, you know, and he will bring the correction. But our job is to pray, forgive, let go and allow God to do the rest. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Well, well, I'm moving right along here. It says, it goes into verse 12. It says, and when I sent Artemis to you, Antichius, be diligent to come to me. 
in, in, in Nicholas, for I have decided to spend there. And then he tells them, send Janus, the lawyer, and Apollos to the journey with haste, that they may lack nothing. So in other words, Paul is telling them here, you know, we have been diligent with you, you know, and we have sent help to you. Now, send help to us. You know, we need to do the good works. We need to be active in ministry. We need to be helping one another. He says, and do it with haste, that they will have nothing. In other words, support one another, help one another, you know, lift up one another. And that is what the word is saying here, to lift up one another and support each other. You know, and, and that's what we need to do because that's what they were doing. You know, you know, because Paul was speaking a lot about good works in his whole chapter, and, and actually this whole book, they're so small, he was always talking about good works, keeping good works, doing good work, support one another, don't gossip, don't argue, you know, bring correction. But when we bring correction, the correction has to be done the right way in love, in mercy, and in compassion. And as we serve God and we serve God with all our hearts, that will reflect of who we are, that we need to maintain one another and we need to support one another. Look what a beautiful service that we had yesterday at church. Look at our brother speaking, he came down and spoke, Pastor Brendan was in another place. You know, we have three churches connected, you know, all at one time, serving one another, serving one another. That is so inspiring when you see that. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be serving one another. You know, as Nicole makes us the coffee for us, and especially when, when, when the Cumberland County comes down and she puts a pot of Botello on that burner, you know, and we're gonna have coffee together, you know, that, that's going out of your way. That's serving one another in love and meeting that need. And, and like versa, you know, we need to be doing that all the time, all the time. It goes into 14, it says, and let our people also learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs that they may be, may not be unfruitful. In other words, teach the people. This is how we do it. We serve. We serve every Sunday. We go out of our way to meet the people's need. We are out there receiving them as they come in the door with a smile on our faces. And we could be tired, but we are, have a smile in our faces. We greet one another. Uh, dog is outside doing his dance the way he always does as people come in the doors, you know. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look at him more and, and, and pick up some of those moves, you know, so I can start doing them myself. But, you know, but when people see that, they are inspired, they are lifted up. And that's what we're supposed to do because we're supposed to be fruitful. And that's what Paul was telling Titus. You need to be fruitful and you need to teach them to be fruitful. We lead by example. And that's, and that's a terminology that we use in the military. We lead by example. What I did, I expected others to do, you know, to show honor and respect. And here in Fusion Church, we are taught the same thing. We are taught to serve one another and meet each other's needs. And that's what it's all about because we're supposed to be the Lord's hands extended. And again, that's what Paul was telling Titus. This is what you need to do. Don't do this. 
Don't gossip. Don't speak evil of anyone, but uplift one another. If there's correction to be done, do it in love. Do it in love. Support each other, but do everything in love. And as we do everything in love, he takes care of the rest. He takes care of the rest. Your job is not to change anyone. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Your job is just to present to them what the Lord has given you to give to them. And then allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest. And that's the most beautiful thing because I don't have to do the hard part. I don't have to convince nobody. My job is just to declare, decree, and say it and let it go. And God will take care. God will bring the increase. God will bring the revelation. God will open up their eyes and God will bring them. So, and then that takes care of them. That's a, and that's what we're supposed to do. Everything in love. It goes right into 15. It says, all who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. All that are with me. So when Paul was saying, Paul was not saying it by himself. He was not saying, you know, I greet you. He said, all that are with me. All my brothers and sisters that are with me greet you. And the same way, you greet one another. So in other words, take this letter, Titus, that I gave you. This letter that was written to Titus, it was not for Titus to keep to himself. It was for him to share with everyone else. And that is the same thing that we need to do. We need to share what God has given us. We need to make sure that others are safe. We need to, to go out there and declare the word of the Lord, speak the word of the Lord, and, and be fruitful. You know, because he was saying through his whole entire last chapter, good works, you know, to maintain good works, to do the things that we need to do for the kingdom of God. And that's what we do. And that's what we're supposed to be doing all the time as we get together and support one another in the kingdom of God. You know, on this particular holiday that we're in, for me, it's not really a holiday. For me, it's the day of remembrance the day that I take time and I, and I, and I go and, and, and I bring, show respect to those that are fallen, you know? So as we celebrate, as we are out there and we're having our hamburgers, having our hot dogs, doing whatever, think about those who sacrifice. Think of those that are still out there doing their jobs, doing their work. Think about, I think about my brothers that went before me, they were so young. They were 44 years old. They were early 50s and 50 and 57 was the last one. And that was just last week, you know, and I look at them and I say, wow, you know, time and tomorrow is not promised to you, but today, take advantage today and to lift them up in your prayers. If you know anyone that, you know, that has passed or any family member that has passed and, and you know, in the military, just say a prayer for them, you know? And just remind, and, and that because freedom was bought with a price. Jesus shared his blood upon the cross. He stretched out his arms and he died for you and I, the ultimate sacrifice. And what the scriptures say, greater love has no one than he that lays down his life for a brother, for a sister, you know? So we have a lot of brothers and sisters out there that have laid their lives down through history you know, to protect this nation, to protect this country, and to protect your freedom. And today, as Memorial Day is, you know, let us remember their sacrifices. 
you know, and bring honor to them. Again, I know I'm the military. Yeah, I was in the military, you know, spent 38 years there. So for me, this is dear to my heart, you know, because I've been there. I've been in the trenches. I've been under pressure. I've been under fire. But God was always faithful and God was always there. And God always met my need, just like God will meet their need. And just like God is going to meet your needs. So today, celebrate Jesus. Celebrate the salvation that you have in him. But remember those that are no longer with us. Because that's what Memorial Day is supposed to be about. And I know I'm, I'm not supposed to be speaking so much about Memorial Day. But that's what today is. And I'm just reminding you, just like Paul was reminding Titus of who he is in Christ Jesus and what he should be doing. So together, my brothers and sisters, it is my honor to bring this word to you this morning. It is my honor to serve this nation, this country, which I hold dear to my heart. Let's pray for it. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray for our pastors again beautiful Sunday service that we had yesterday, beautiful job that was done by the speaker. Let us continue to serve one another in love. Let us continue to serve one another with an open heart and do everything unto the Lord because all the glory and all the honor belongs to him, belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ because he is faithful. He is faithful. So again, my time is up. And I'm, I'm doing good, man. It's only 626. Praise God. You see, that's the military in me. The military in me tell me you got to start at this time and you got to end at this time. So I try to put everything like that. You know, when you train somebody for so many years, it's hard to break the habit. You know, but one thing I have learned and I, and I give the, that to the military, he has shown me to show honor and to show respect. And that's why I try to do show honor and respect to every single one of you guys that are here listening to me this day. You know, again, have a blessed day. Remember those that have fallen. Pray for our families. Pray for our homes. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our pastors. Because we need it. We need prayer. We need prayer over them and around this nation. Again, I'm going to see you guys around. I'm going to see you guys on uh, on Sunday or the, the rest of the Zooms this week, you know, and, and be expecting, be expecting. Have a blessed week. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time, this hour that you have given us, Lord God. I thank you for your word, Father. I thank you, Father God, that Paul was, was just confirming in Titus who he is in you, Lord, and what's expected, Father, because we know we need to know that something is expected of us. We cannot see idle, Father. We have to be doers of your word, Father God. And we have to show good works, like Paul says, Father. But all of this, Father, is nothing compared to what you did for us upon the cross, that you died for us, that you made a way for us, Lord. And that today, Father, the freedom that we have, Father God, was not free. A price was paid, Father. And as I remember, as we remember that sacrifice that you did. Father, we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. We pray for this nation, we pray for all the military individuals, Father God, that, are, that have gone before us, Father. We pray for their families, we pray that we will remember their sacrifice, Father. Because again, freedom is not free. I thank you, Father, for this day. Blessed, 
Bless everyone that is listening. For I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.